There is not a single person that's here or in the sound of my voice that doesn't have some issues in their life. We listed those prayer concerns. And you may or may not have mentioned a single thing. And yet we have concerns. It is so great to see Jennifer back. I didn't know if we'd ever see you back in that pew again or not. How wonderful that is that you're there. Bill Howard, how wonderful it is to see you worshiping with us again. What a great day and a great experience. And then we see this family that's torn, torn because of the loss of someone dear and special and yet they celebrate a wedding. So there's joy in their happiness and they come to church as a body to praise Him. They know where Tommy is without a doubt. And I'm so blessed to have my family here. So blessed. The Lord addresses challenges in our life. This book is as current as any newspaper you can ever pick up. No matter what you're facing, there is some place in this book that is addressing your concerns. You're, you're rejoicing for weddings. Jesus Christ himself performed, well, he was at a, a wedding in which he performed his first miracle. So these experiences that we have today, even though they may be new to us, they're not new to him. And this book, this very precious book that has addressed the issues that you and I have. In Psalms, 105th chapter, the fourth verse. Look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. Remember the wonders He has done, His miracles, and the judgments be pronounced. He has addressed each and every one of those. Sometimes it's hard to truly find a friend. Been there, done that. When everything was going well, surrounded by a lot of people, and you thought they were all your friends. And then there's that time in your life that you don't ever want to relive. And you can't find them. Bill's mentioning the phone calls. Your phone calls, they stop. Very few people around. They're cordial if they see you in a restaurant. Or if they see you in church. But it's that lonely feeling. Where are all my friends? I thought I had so many friends. And when I am in this, this position in life, where are they? 
January of 05. Somebody go ahead and say it. 1905. I knew you were wanting to say it. In 05, I had a divorce. Bad deal. Bad, bad deal. It's really a bad deal when your attorney's working for your soon-to-be ex-wife. That's not a good day. And then in May, my precious mom passed away the same year. Then in August, my dad. As I sat by him, dad slipped away. No pain. But it's not a year that I ever want to repeat. But after dad passed away, my way of dealing with grief is to get away. I want to get away. I want to be by myself. And Bill Howard said I could use his place out there on the farm. And the third day I was there, Jim Waldo came out and did some fishing with me. And then I guess uh, we were doing fishers of men, Jim. That's when the first time it was mentioned. And maybe there'd be a place for me here in his house. So we go through the valleys and the shadows of death. Yes, we may fear it. But he is with us. And the more we go through those valleys, the more we realize we're strong enough to make the next one. The next time that is so challenging in our life, we know we're not doing that alone. You two know what I'm talking about. Y'all have experienced some rough times. And you get stronger. In your faith, you get stronger. And you know you are not alone because you have surrendered to Him. It's when you say, God, this is way beyond me. I surrender to you. That's when we start growing. It's when we surrender to Him. And we admit, it's not me. It's not Wayne. You know, I was so fixed on Wayne doing this, Wayne doing that, Wayne serving on this committee, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. This was something I couldn't handle. Way beyond me. Makes no difference what boards I'd served on or anything else I'd accomplished. It was beyond anything I could handle. But it wasn't beyond my Savior. My Savior was able to handle every bit of it and more. And I learned that. It's a learning process. Because we do go through those valleys. Each one of us go through those valleys. And sometimes the valley is larger than usual. And we think we're stuck there. But He's there with us. That's the good news. Jesus Christ is with you wherever you may be in that valley. And maybe you're just now sliding down into that valley. Or maybe you're just now coming up on the other side and the other side is slippery and you fall back down into the valley and you get up I'm going again. I'm not going to lay here and waller in self-pity. I'm going to get up and go again. This is not the end for me. 
This is the beginning of a new life. And that's certainly what I received. The best 12, 13 years of my life. In Psalms, the 27th chapter, the first verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. On whom shall I be afraid? When you have that kind of relationship with God, those are your words. How can I be harmed? How can I be damaged when the Lord is my light and my salvation? When I know it here, I'm not just talking about saying the words. And I don't think I'm the only one here that has ever said the words, but I hadn't bought into it. I could... could, repeat the words, I could say the words, but not until I went through the trials and tribulation was I able to buy into it. It's mine. I took ownership of it. This word says that my Lord is with me and He will be with me each and every time I have a trial and tribulation and this word is true. You can put me on a lie detector this very moment and you would not see a single bleep because I know my Lord. And I know my Lord knows me. He knows me. He blesses me. He's blessed me with all of you. He's blessed me. Psalms again. 89th chapter, the 15th verse. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, Lord, who walk in the light of your presence, Lord. Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you and to walk in your presence. For we are blessed when we walk in his presence. I'm not the only one in here that knows the peace that comes from having a personal relationship with God. I'm not the only one that knows that peace. It is like no other. We're thankful for the doctors, the medications, the medical care. But you can be in the hospital in your worst physical condition. Not knowing what tomorrow holds. And still have peace. For you know he will never forsake you. Whether you live or whether you die. He will never forsake. The death is the ultimate healing. From that point on, there is no more pain, no more sorrow. There is nothing but joy in His kingdom. Those of the family feel the pain. But me as an individual, I fear not. For I know what he has in store for me. I had that experience, that out-of-body experience. And I can assure you, I was going up 
I sure wasn't going down where it's hot and messy. That surprises some of you. But he was taking me up, not once, but twice. And it was the greatest peace I've ever experienced. So I fear not tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a new adventure, regardless of where you are. And I know Shirley knows that. I'm looking at her smiling face. She's always been able to smile through the roughest of trials. Proverbs, the third chapter, the fifth verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him. And He will make your path straight. Lean not on your own understanding. But lean on Him. And He will make your path straight. He will not forsake you. Jesus talks in these parables about, you know, who of you that your son would ask for a loaf of bread would give him a snake? The meaning being, you're going to ask something of your heavenly father in love, and he loves you far greater than any human being could. He will bless you. He will bless you. And I ask you to have some patience. I don't have a whole lot of that. But I know sooner or later, I will get an answer. And then I'll turn around, I'll look in my rearview mirror, and I'll say, he's done it again. He's taking care of Wayne Holland Shed again by answering my prayers. In a quiet, subtle way. He has stepped in and soothed my fears and my concerns. In Isaiah, the 41st chapter, the 10th verse. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's his promise. That's not just some smack talking. That's a promise from him, the creator of the universe. That's his promise. His promise to you. And it's not just the day, but that promise is for the rest of your life. It's been His promise ever since the Word was written and it has never changed and it has never failed. For He is with you. He is with you. In the book of John, the 16th chapter, the 24th verse, Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive. And your joy will be complete. You have not because you have asked not. And why haven't we? Why haven't we asked? Is it that we don't have faith? Do we feel like He's not going to answer? Do we feel like we're not worthy? You don't earn the right for Him to answer your prayers. Don't worry about being good enough 
to go to the Lord because you'll never do it. I've had people tell me I'll start going to church once I get my life straightened out. Well, hello, you're going to be outside in that 22 degree weather for a long time. You come in with what you have. Come in and you give it to Him. If you want healing, you give it to Him. Lay it at the altar. The blood of Jesus Christ has already paid the price. You cannot earn it. It's a gift. Without any strings. It's a gift. The 31st verse again of the 16th chapter. Jesus asked His disciples. You'd think they... They got the message, but now, but they, by now, when he's talking to the disciples, but they still don't. They still have their doubts. And 31st verse, Jesus says, Do you now believe? A time is coming, and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone. For my Father is with me. You're not alone. For your Father is with you. Jesus knew His Father was with Him. That He was not alone. I pray that you know that you are not alone when you're facing your challenges. I pray that you know you are not alone for He will never forsake you. He will never forget you. He'll forget your sins because they're washed away. But He will never forget you. There is joy in His message. The Savior will not forget you. And He will not deny you. The 33rd verse, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Is anybody surprised by that? Has anybody been able to escape without any troubles? But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Don't put your faith in yourself. Don't put your faith in another human being other than you have faith that they're going to be by your side at all times, as my family has been with me. Put your faith in Him. Put your faith in Him, and you will never, never, ever be disappointed. You will be disappointed by some people in your life sooner or later, but with Jesus Christ. That love is never ending. For He is with you always. Dear Heavenly Father, we know Your presence. We know that You are here this very moment. We know when we entered Your house, that Holy Spirit was welcoming us. Thank You for that embrace, the compassionate love, 
Thank you, dear Lord, for the forgiveness of our sins. We know we cannot earn the right to be forgiven, but we know that it is a gift that's already been paid for. Our sins were paid for by Jesus Christ who had no sins. No greater love than this, that man will lie down his life for his friends. Jesus Christ had that great love for each one of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.